0: That's BlueNile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't
1: be for the Don't be the party party.
2: Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolsiak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim zolciak Bierman
0: Welcome to this episode of House of Kim with my absolutely gorgeous, smart, <laughs> fantastic, beautiful wife, He Kimberly knows the zolciak. subject is
1: sex today, so he's like, I'm going to be getting some of that. Oh, it is.
0: I did not know that, but I am now informed.
1: Yes, baby, we're talking about um, our magnificent marriage.
0: Thanks for... Um, Tune in with us, everybody.
1: Welcome to House of Kim. House of Kim. Okay, you guys. Did you see the teaser for Don't Be Tardy? It airs February 17th at 9 p.m. Right? I hope I just posted that on my Instagram correctly. Yes. Hold on. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern p.m. Standard, February 17th. Following to Following Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's on a Sunday. Um
2: back back episodes. Yep.
1: Yes. Going to be so good this year, you guys. If you saw the teaser, you saw me in the studio. I mean, they couldn't ever make me look good anyways after all the horrible, funny scenes that we've had in the studio throughout the years on Housewives. <laughs> but honestly, I'm like, Sean, Sean. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Felipe, who is the songwriter of Wig... He's like, it's shiny, shiny. But when you start singing, I couldn't. I had like a microphone on. I had a camera crew. I had the um, headphones really loud so I could hear the beats. I couldn't even hear myself. Um, But, anyways, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is really fun. Um, You see KJ kind of dancing to it on the way to an appearance, and you get to see um, some definitely some big transitions for Brielle and Ariana some big transitions you get to see see. that our house was um burglarized or whatever you want to say that yep you get to see some of that um as well there's a lot This season's really cool Uh um really fun and um yeah
0: you might actually see me choke out brio That (laughs) that could be a lie you never know. You have to watch.
1: Um, also, yes, I saw my i I saw my brother for the first time in sixteen, almost seventeen years, um, and his wife, which was really cool. So you'll get to see that and kind of how that plays out. And um, the legend. So the really what?
0: The legend. The Mikey. legend, Mike
1: yep. Zolciak,
0: Mikey Zolciag. Yeah,
1: he's you know, Troy's birthday is September twelfth, and my brother is September sixth, and there's so many annoying similarities like my brother used to like <laughs> lean over me and like drop spit you know like have spit hanging out of his mouth and he'd suck it up into his mouth and he'd get really close to this my mouth way too graphic. and he would disgusting. suck it back up it stressed me out beyond belief and sometimes correct will just be like <laughs> and i'm like that is so uh-huh, disgusting uh-huh. his sock drawer underwear everything's perfect just like my brother's yeah. um everything is i, extremely sh- I should organized. give him a tour of our attic Oh my God, nobody's yeah. addict is as organized as ours. Yeah, we should ours. give them a tour of. I of love to addict. be organized. It just takes so much time.
0: Right. But it saves you so much time down the I road. I know,
1: I know. I'm organized in my own way. Yeah. You are. <laughs> in my own way. Yeah. I'm a hoarder because I don't want to use any anything that I have. Yeah. Which this year, that's one of my little resolutions, which I don't really yeah. believe in resolutions, but I'm going to try to wear all of my lingerie. We're letting it go. Wear all of my Chanel yeah. back. No, no we're keeping we're like, it.
0: We're, yeah, we're letting go of... Of it being of brand the, new. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah I don't gonna, know what I'm saving it for. Roll on you know, it. like
1: it's so fucking weird yeah. that I do that. But anyhow, you guys, so yes, don't be tardy. Season seven. Thank you guys so much. Because without you, we wouldn't be season seven. I'm just excited so, to
0: break down every week's episode
1: oh. on this podcast.
0: <laughs> give them some behind the scenes things that they didn't see. Yeah,
1: that's going to be fun.
0: And... Give them, you know, give them our insight into actually what was going through our minds. Cause, you know, again, on our show, you see a ton of our life. It's jam packed full of what's actually going on. But there is so much that you miss as well, just because they have to edit and and they only have like twenty, right. twenty one minutes or whatever to put in content. So you see just kind of like the the highlights. There's so much more to each topic that you guys miss out on. So uh you're going to hear all of it a majority of it whatever we can as as the story progresses throughout the season of what was actually really going on
1: yeah it'll be definitely yeah. um yeah, a lot's going on. And then we can update you when it's all said and done where we are today with everything, which is yep. going to be really fun. But yeah, so anyways, very exciting. Um, we're six months behind on our air date um, due to just programming, like I said. So I'm very excited that I'm able to actually talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it's finally going to be here next month, you guys. So Boom. very excited. Let me turn my damn ringer yeah. off, you guys. Ding dong. And we're going to be talking about our marriage for the next few weeks. I bought this book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, a practical guide from the country's foremost relationship expert, um, John Gottman. He has a if PhD. You,
0: yeah. I mean, I think if, if you have ever done any kind of relationship research or tried to do anything with your relationship, I'm sure you probably know of Mr. Gottman. He is a very famous uh, doctor who has... Studied. I'm not
1: really familiar with him. No, I mean maybe I'm not yeah, thinking about his, his other books. He has books. his own
0: principle. They actually study it in in college courses and stuff. I think um, where he has studied. maybe I
1: know of his other books, and I'm just not. It's just not registering yeah. with me. Yeah. But um, uh,
0: but it's called the Gottman principle or the Gottman uh, um, technique per se on how to live a you know a healthy relationship with somebody who you want to be your significant other, whether you're married or or just in a long term relationship or. Or just want to better the relationships around you, uh, you can use some of his principles. But uh, he's written
1: oh, a, t- a man's guide to women.
0: Yeah, he's written a ton of books. Super smart dude. Um, highly, highly advise you to to study him. I
1: think. So I bought this book. I, The lady that I follow on um, Instagram that gives kind of advice on parenting and that sort of thing, um, she had posted about it and said it was a really, really good book. So I bought it and I've not had a chance to read it. And I get so many messages um, to my website and then on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And how do you make your marriage work? And how after all these many years and how do you not want to choke them out, which I do sometimes, but not very often. Hey, um, don't tell them that you actually do. Sometimes. <laughs> Cry, that is <laughs> fucking so weird, but that is not true. Some people like that shit, but I'm not the one that wants it's to be. It's okay. Why at. you over
0: there blushing? No, Let them no. know, honey. Let them know. Are <laughs> you
1: sick? <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to talk about our marriage because I don't think that there's any perfect marriage or perfect relationship in the world. And I think that, you know, obviously, you guys know the statistics are, you know, most marriages, 50 percent of the marriages end in divorce. So in his book, which we're going to read a little bit and we're going to go out, we're going to read this book together for the next few weeks. We're going to give you some insight on kind of just some things about our marriage. Today, we're going to talk about sex. Boom. Um, because apparently, we have a lot of it, and I don't think we realized that we still have so much sex until we did that. What do you that. mean,
0: apparently? Like, I know we have a lot of it. Uh, well, I guess- Apparently, we have more than what the world thinks, or no, what the world what the, does?
1: What the, yeah, because when okay. Steve Harvey, when we were on Steve Harvey last year, we did like a newlywed game. Yeah. And- um we did this newlywed game and one of the questions, you know, was, we both had our own little boards and, and, uh, marker to write on was how many times a week do you guys have sex? And we were like four or five and he's like, oh my God, four, or five. are you kidding me? And, and then I realized, <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, yeah, at least. So, um, we, we obviously value sex and I think it's a very important part of a, of a marriage and some of my friends haven't had sex in six months with their husbands. Whoa. What? Yeah. We've talked about, I mean, is that not, like, how's that work? Obviously, he's doing something, and girl, I know you're doing something. I'm saying Whoa. with like right. vibrator or right. whatever. Yeah. Like, why would you just not do it together?
0: I don't know. That's weird. You're definitely missing a major connection in, in that relationship. That, that's a that's a huge, huge thing. But it's, I
1: think it happens a lot. I think people get wrapped up with the kids. You know, I think a big thing for women is, Cory and I have this thing like, he's like, babe, I'm like, no, not tonight, bro. I need my sleep. I'm going to bed, but I'll get you in the morning. <laughs> so it's kind of like a... You know, a thing because I like to sleep and I need sleep. I think women would choose sleep over sex. Right. More often than not. Right. Because we get up and then, you know, we just get right. going. Men, so you heard Jen well, Hobby on the, on, when we interviewed her. Yes. The DJ from, or whatever, radio host. Radio host, yes. From uh, Star 94 here in Atlanta. It takes 14, women, 14 minutes for women to get turned on mm-hmm. and 90 seconds for a man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a woman's main vein or main connector in a relationship is sex. Typically not. It's 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 not, pretty
1: important to me though, right. for sure. Some
0: women it is. And yeah. and that's I think it's but there's definitely way more women than than there are that that's not the main vein or the main connector in their relationship. They need, you know, gifts or they need, oh, I need touch that too. or they need, I need time or they I need that need, too. Oh yeah. Uh I'm but, pretty needy. But uh you know, you you it's your responsibility to express to your partner or for you guys to figure it out together what your main vein is. Some people can. Six months is, bro, that's not happening. That's, that's, that's not happening because typically a male's main vein of the relationship or main connector is physical touch. It just is. It's going to be physical touch or maybe time. Um,
1: it's physical. Rarely- who the fuck are you kidding? It's, it's touch. Touch right. my penis. Well, yeah. You know. Every day, all day. So touch my penis. If,
0: if, if if he's not receiving that, you know, information or that connector, connection, mm-hmm. then um, he's going to feel like he's lacking. So,
2: so I think a
1: big thing for men, for you guys that are listening, you know... Um, Corey and I have talked about this even before we were married. Though that say, you know, a lot of the reason why you're not getting laid, or however, a blowjob, or whatever it is you want, is because you know the wife gets the kids dinner, and then they, she's loading the dishwasher, she's washing the dishes, she's making the coffee for the next morning, she's doing all these things, and your ass is on the couch watching TV, or you're right. not doing anything to help. Right. If you would help, you invest that time, you do something together, then you have more time together at the end of the night, and she's more apt to give you what she, what you want right. per se.
0: Well. So a woman that there would need, she would need uh, either, it's not called chores, but in essence, she likes- um, Household. Ho- like tasks. She's a task person where-
1: Well, no, she's not a task person. It has to get done.
0: Right. She wants her partner to to fulfill some tasks for her, help her in the chores per se of the home uh, versus- Maybe just sometimes they just want time. So you could even just sit at the counter while she's washing the dishes. She may not want you to actually wash the dishes, but she wants you to sit there and talk to her about her day. Even if it's about, hey, I found a new florist who's going to deliver um, our weekly flowers or, or whatever Oh, it and is. I get
1: flowers from my husband um, every week, by the way, you guys, which I think is really sweet um, and fun too, which is cute. But so, so that's always like a guaranteed sex session every Friday. Right. That's okay. why you do it. I just realized why you do it, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Snuggling also is a big thing. Always try to think about your partner before yourself. You know, I'm a very thoughtful person, so I'll think of like, um, I don't know. I gotta think of something, but I'll, you know, I, I tend to make the coffee or help. Well, it,
0: the other day, and I'll, I'll kind of lay out one of your little things you just did the other day it was Christmas trees. I was irritated. I was like, dang man, I don't want to go. Down to our our storage unit. I'm like, this is sucks. I got uh-huh. traffic, and lo and behold, I jump in the. You truck. didn't
1: even say thank you.
0: Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you did. Yes, I did. When you weren't listening. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. But go ahead. Don't take that away from me. Uh, yeah, I, we were on, I, I was on the phone. Got, I was I swear on the you phone. Didn't say yeah, because KJ's like, "What is this?" I said, "Well, this is something uh mom left us special." I said, "We have to say thanks to her," and he didn't, and so I did. Uh, but. What she did is, is is, I was a nice little bottle of water there in case I got thirsty and then, uh, some gummy worms or some gummy butterflies and some bubble gum for us to chew on. So, and it just had a little note said, I love you. Um, on a little Ziploc bag and (laughs) heart and stuff. And so that right there is just, it's thoughtful. It's caring. It's a connection. It makes you, um, just be aware of. Your relationship, you know, like you can be aware of so many other things going on in your life that you end up typically pushing the relationships or the connections with your partners to the backburners because you're just like, ah, you know, those will, those will sustain themselves. And this right now needs my attention and this right now needs my attention. And before you know it, what you push to the back burner is not sustained. It's deteriorated. Right. And you have put your attention on so many other things that you don't even know where to even begin to put your attention back on your relationship. You kind of almost forget like, oh shoot, how do I make a connection with her again? Right. And that happens with people just because our lives are so busy. So you have to keep those flirt, you know. And I think
1: um, if you're with the right partner, I know that in you know, my past, my cycle was like two years and I was done like, uh, and that's kind of what they say is the infatuation stage ends at that point, And that's when a lot of people in a lot of relationships. end. but when, I think when you're with the, the right person, I think there's no, I, I think it just works. I can only speak for my own self that there's, there's still, you know, that attraction after how long have we been together? Eight years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, There's still, you know, it's still fun. It's still, you know, whatever. Corey's pretty easy moving and maybe that's why he can be a little f***ing combative sometimes. So don't get it twisted. But, um, you know, he's very easy moving. So I think that's what it is. But I think when you're with the right person, but we're going to read. Okay, so let's talk about this book. Again, it's called The Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work. So we're going to start at the beginning. It's a surprisingly cloudless Se- Seattle morning as newlyweds Mark and Janice sit down to breakfast. Outside the apartment's picture window, the waters of... Montlake cut a deep blue swath while runner <laughs> I feel like I'm reading some slutty ass But it's not that, so just (laughs) bear with me. But anyways, runners are jogging and geese are waddling and Mark and Janice are enjoying the view as they munch on their French toast and share the Sunday paper. Later, Mark will probably switch on the football game while Janice chats over the phone with her mom in St. Louis. All seems ordinary enough inside the studio apartment until you notice the three video cameras bolted to the wall. The microphones clip talk show style to Mark and Janice's collar and the monitors strapped around their chest. Mark and Janice's lovely studio with a view is really not their apartment at all. It's a laboratory at the University of Washington in Seattle where for 16 years... This author um, has done some very extensive and innovative research. Um, into marriages and divorce as part of one of their studies mark and janice as well as 49 other randomly selected couples volunteered to stay overnight in a fabricated apartment affectionately known as the love lab their instructions were to act as naturally as possible which may be hard for people that aren't used to cameras despite my team of scientists observing them from behind the one way kitchen mirror the cameras recording their every word and facial expressions and the sensors tracking their body signs of stress or relaxation such as how quickly the how quickly their hearts are pounding. To preserve basic privacy, the couples were monitored only from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and never while they were in the bathroom. The apartment came equipped with a sofa, working kitchen, phone, TV, and music player. Couples were told to bring their groceries, books, laptops, hand weights, even their pets, whatever they would need to experience a typical weekend. Our goal was nothing more ambitious than to uncover the truth about a marriage, to find answers to the and to the questions that have people puzzled for so very long. Why is marriage so tough at times? Why do some lifelong relationships click while others just take away like Like a time bomb? And how can you prevent a marriage from going bad or rescuing one that's already in trouble? Predicting divorce with 91% accuracy. This guy, the author, Mm -hmm. can predict divorce. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Thanks to decades of research, these questions can finally be answered. In fact, I can predict with great precision whether a couple will stay happily together or lose their way after listening to them interact for as little as 15 minutes. Over seven separate studies, my accuracy rate is making such predictions and I have an average of 91%. In other words, in 91% of the cases where I predicted that a couple's marriage would eventually either fail or succeed, time proved me right. I don't think my success is foretelling. Divorce earns me, or nor does divorce earn me any bragging rights because it isn't due to some superhuman perception or intuition. Instead, it rests solely on science. The decades of data my colleagues and I have accumulated. At first, you might be tempted to shrug off your research results or, as just another in a long line of newfangled theories. Skepticism is certainly called for when people tell you that they figured out something which makes marriage last and can show you how to rescue or divorce-proof your own. Plenty of people consider themselves to be experts on marriage, and do, don't they all? And are more than happy to give you their opinion of how to form a perfect union, but that's the key word, opinion. Before the breakthroughs or research provided, point of view was pretty much all that anyone trying to help couples had to go on. And that included just about every qualified, talented, and well-trained marriage counselor out there usually a responsible therapist approach to helping couples was and often still is based on his or her professional training and experience intuition family history perhaps even religious conviction i read that okay well we're going to talk about that but he doesn't recommend marriage counseling but the one thing is that it was not based on hard scientific evidence because there really hadn't been any scientific data about why some marriages succeeded and others collapsed. Predicting divorce makes for great headlines, but sometimes that that statistic can be confusing. I've heard people dismiss the scientific approach to assessing marriage by pointing out that with the divorce rate about fifty percent, even random guessing would lead to a pretty good prediction rate. But that interpretation is based on a misunderstanding of what we are now. What we are. Analyzing, sorry. That widely cited 50% rate is a general estimate of divorce over 40 years of marriage. Our studies predict divorce over a much shorter time frame. For example, in a study of 130 newlywed couples, we determined which 15 of them would divorce over the next seven years based on our analysis of their interactions. In fact, 17 couples divorced, including our 15, making our prediction rate for that study 98%. Over the years, other laboratories using methods we pioneered have also tallied impressive success at prediction, thus confirming that our long term findings were stable scientific results, not anomalies. For example, the labs headed by whatever, I don't want to get into all that. But anyways, we can get into all of this good stuff. Um so they've also um, measured the level of a stress-related hormone adrenaline um, in the blood of newlywed couples while they argued. Ten years later, the research determined that compared with the couples who remained happily married, those who ended up unhappy or divorced had secreted 34% higher levels of adrenaline while arguing as newlyweds. These researchers also found that another stress hormone, ACTH, was twice as high in the newlywed wives who ended up in troubled marriages or divorced ten years later compared with the happily married woman. In other words, these researchers were able to predict the fate of newlywed couples ten years later just by measuring the hormone levels in their blood during their first year of marriage that is scary as (laughs) although the ability to predict divorce through laboratory research has made for great advances in the study of long-term relationships i don't think it is this project's most significant contribution instead i think my most rewarding discovery has been the seven principles which aren't just about predicting divorce but also about preventing it unlike so many other approaches to helping couples ours is based on knowing what makes marriages succeed rather than what, um, what makes them fail We no longer have to guess about why some some couples stay so happily married. Thanks to years of scientific data, we really can identify what makes happily married couples different from everybody else. Emotionally intelligent marriages. What makes a marriage work is surprisingly simple. Happily married couples aren't smarter, richer, or even more psychologically astute than others. But in their day-to-day lives, they have hit upon a dynamic that keeps their negative thoughts and feelings about each other which we all have from overwhelming their positive ones this goes back to our positive thoughts Boom. create a positive life that? Rather than creating a climate of disagreements and resistance, they embrace each other's needs. When addressing a partner's request, their motto tends to be a helpful yes and rather than yes, but this positive attitude not only allows them to maintain, but also to increase the sense of romance, play, fun, adventure, and learning together that they are at heart of any long-lasting love affair. They have what I call an emotionally intelligent marriage." Emotionally, intel- Emotional intelligence has become widely recognized as an important predictor of a child's success later in life. The more in touch with feelings and the better able a child is to understand and get along with others, the sunnier that child's future, whatever his or her academic IQ is. The same is true for your spouse. The more en- emotionally intelligent a couple, the better they are able to understand, honor, and respect each other and their marriage, the more likely they will indeed live happily ever after. Just as parents can teach their children emotional intelligence, this is also a skill that couples can learn. As simple as it sounds, developing this ability can keep husband and wife on the positive side of divorce odds. So that in itself, you guys, literally is just a little blurb. We're gonna, my last little thing I'm going to read is why save your marriage. One of the saddest reasons a marriage dies is that neither spouse recognizes its value until it's too late. Only after the papers have been signed, the furniture divided, and the separate apartments rented do the exes realize how much they really gave up when they gave up on each other. Too often, a good marriage is taken for granted rather than giving the nurturing and respect it deserves and desperately needs. Some people may think that getting divorced or le- or languishing in an unhappy marriage is no big deal. They may even consider it a simple fact of modern life. But there's now plenty of evidence documenting just how harmful both divorce and an unhappy relationship can be for all involved. Thanks to the work of researchers Lois whatever and James House both of the University of Michigan, we know that an unhappy marriage can increase your chances of getting sick by roughly 35% and even shortening your life by an average of 4 to 8 years. The flip side, people who are happily married live longer, healthier lives than either divorced people or those who are unha- unhappily married. Scientists know for certain that these differences exist, but we are not sure why yet. Part of the answer may simply be that in an unhappy marriage, people experience chronic, diffuse psychological arousal. In other words, they feel physically stressed and usually emotionally overwrought as well. This puts added wear and tear on the body and mind, which can present itself in any number of physical ailments, including high blood pressure and heart disease and in a host of psychological troubles, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, psychosis, violence, and suicide. Not surprisingly, happily married couples have a far lower rate of of such instances, they also tend to be more health conscious than others research theorize that spouses keep after each other and have regular checkups, take your medicine, eat nutritiously, and so on. People who stay married live four to eight years longer than the people who don't. But there's a growing evidence that a good marriage may also keep you healthier by directly benefiting your immune system, which the body, which is the body's defense against illness. Researchers have known for about two decades that divorce can depress the immune system's function. Theoretically, this decline in the system's ability to fight foreign invaders could leave you open to more diseases and cancer. Now we have found that the opposite may also be true. Not only do happily married people avoid this drop in their immune function, but their immune systems may be getting an extra boost. When we assess the immune system response of the 50 couples who stayed overnight in the love lab, we found a strikingly difference between those who were very satisfied with their marriage and those whose emotional response to each other was neutral or were very unhappy. Specifically, we used blood samples from each subject to test the responses of certain of their white blood cells. The immune system's major defense weapon in general happily married men and women showed a greater proliferation of these white blood cells when exposed to foreign invaders than any other subject Hmm. so my point is this you guys and we're going to keep going through this book week after week chapter after chapter and discussion and after discussion but again your thoughts create your reality you know if you I think a lot of things too that people do that they're angry secretly, you know, so they secretly have expectations of one another and then they, they are secretly angry. So for example, um, I don't know. What do I like, baby? Like if I am ready to go somewhere and I'm going to rush and Croy doesn't take my makeup bag to the car and a bottle of water to the car and I'm like, you know, I'm going to hurry like, bah, like, you know, but I may not say it. Then I may get in the car and I'll just be spitting and hissing like, damn it. But, I tend to catch myself and say, you know, like he's probably busy doing this or he was doing that or whatever the case may be. But I'm just giving you guys an example of holding on to that bent up anger instead of saying, like, I really wish you would have put my makeup bag in the car because I was running so late and now I'm just stressed or whatever it is. There's a lot of built up anger inside that your partner's not even aware of. Right. I think, which is another big thing that people need to work on.
2: We'll be right back with House of Kim.
1: Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Happy birthday to the Lady Gang. Join the Hollywood Girl Posse as they kick off the new year with their 200th episode as they do what they do best. Spill the tea on the hottest gossip with some great guests.
2: Feeling really good about this year.
1: That's all. right. I think we're going to kick some ass. Check out Lady Gang every Tuesday and Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now back to House of Kim. I think that, you know, a lot of people always think the grass is greener. And I I don't disagree in some situations where there's abuse physically, emotionally, whatever, every situation. You know, you can't apply this to everyone in every marriage. But. For whatever reason, I've definitely felt the need to bring this book on and have a conversation about it. Um, I think that it's super important that people make their marriage a priority. I think it even supersedes the kids.
0: Right. Well, I think there's a line, like you just said. There's a there's a line uh, that you have to determine as a person what's more beneficial. Is it is it is it you know if you're in a if you're in a great place, obviously the most Beneficial thing is to stay married and stay in that great place and and we're happy for you. If you're not happy, uh, can it be repaired or is there too much uh, anxiety or... or Or anger, or whatever, that it's just damaging to your body is 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 what he's basically saying. You know, so there there is in certain situations, it's better for you as a person. Otherwise, you're going to shorten your lifespan. You're going to hurt your body. You're going to be sick. You're going to have those things that that are are unnecessary just because you're trying to make something work that just isn't going to work. But I, I just I found that so cool that you know emotional intelligence transcends across all boundaries of your life, whether it's relationships, uh, they're saying relationships in this, and you know, and that's what this is about is marriages, but emotional intelligence, you know, they said a child who is more, you know, emotionally intelligent is going to have a brighter future and, and, and being able to understand what emotion you're feeling, being able to interpret it, being able to, uh, work through it. If it's a bad one to get to a good one, be able to embrace a good one. Uh, being able to interact with another child or, or with their peers? I think I definitely,
1: in my household growing up, my parents weren't the best communicators. So there was a lot of, my dad would yell a lot, which would automatically make me shut down. Um, but there was, you know, there were things that she would communicate, you know, awkwardly like, um, you know, we don't believe in sex before marriage, Kim. Here's Judy Bloom's book. And I'm like, <sighs> oh my God, lady. But, you know, I'd already heard about sex from all my other friends and their and their moms. So... Right. But, anyways, there wasn't a whole lot of communication. So I pride myself and firmly believe that Brielle and Ariana, you know, are who they are as far as, you know, not turning to sex, drugs, and, and that sort of thing right. to kind of, because I've over almost communicated to them. Do you know what you're thinking? Do you know what you're feeling? Do you know, wh- you know, whatever. I did too much for Brielle, and That's very obvious nowadays, you guys, because yeah, I've done everything for her, but you can definitely see a difference in that as well between Brielle and Ariana, but over communicated to them. And I do that same thing with the littles because I, you know, cash, why are you feeling this way? Calm down. You know, cash is hard to get through right now. We're dealing with cash and kind of him just getting upset today for no reason. And just kind of shutting down. We've been working on trying to get him to communicate and express. Yeah.
0: Well, he, he's at a stage where he is is strictly reacting versus uh, thinking and then acting. You know, right. he's just reacting to every situation. Whether if, it's, if norm- his brother I mean- takes his car, he's immediately punching him in the stomach. You know, if, if uh, you know, I look at him cross-eyed, he's... You know, run Yesterday I said,
1: "Cash, get in the shower." I'm not going to tell you again. And he puts his his hands over his face. He's like, "Nobody in this house loves me. Nobody <laughs> loves Cash." And I was like, Ariana and I looked at each other and we're like, "Oh my god, right. so precious. Oh my god." And I said, "Cash, we love you very much, but you're not listening, son." But I think you know communication. My point is is, right. is key. Um, well, and in, and in the same breath, you know, or you know, yeah, yeah,
0: and in the same breath, you can also. Uh, get to a a point where as a parent too and i think we we talked about this last week or i'm sorry last podcast where everything is so over uh with the with the gps and the tracking it's like almost like too much like there's no growth there there's no expansion there's it's just like where are you what do you know like you don't even it's like you're accusing somebody of doing something before they even do it you know just because you're tracking i mean like it's all weird stuff so if you if you hold somebody's hand too much in in being over communicative they don't even have a chance to necessarily understand their own that's kind emotions. of what i did with
1: brielle is i did everything for brielle i communicated i would almost hold her hand i would always make mm-hmm. everything better yeah. and so i could give definitely her the see answers. i always gave her the answers yeah, yeah. I, you could totally see that now right. at 21 um she's like i don't i can't deal with shit because of you <laughs> and that's what she'll <laughs> say to me now the other day i said all right brielle get on the phone and figure it out Just call them and figure it out. I don't even know what I was talking about. She's like, I can't deal with shit because of you. And it's kind of funny because she's right. I mean, I did everything for her where when Ariana came around, I didn't have the time to wipe her fucking ass until she was 11. Like I did Brielle, you know what I mean? So I, you can definitely see the difference in the independence and um, mentality and in the two.
0: Yeah. So it's like Kim saying, it's, it's really uh, crucial to communicate and and let a child understand what emotion is that he's feeling or or whatever, or even with your partner to say, Hey, look, man. I, I, right now I'm feeling betrayed or I, I'm feeling, uh, you know, hurt or I'm feeling, uh, like that was an aggressive comment or if you just, if you just express it and say, and then somebody's like, Oh, well, I didn't mean that aggressive. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, maybe my mind was, uh, still on work or I, I was just, I was thinking about that report when I, when I said, I, I fed the dogs, you know, when it had nothing to do with you. It was just, I was thinking about something else, you know, so. But I'm you always would never quick know that. to
1: fly off the handle like what the f is wrong with you, Croy. <laughs> but you would never <laughs> And Croy's know that. like, Oh my god, has nothing to do with you. I was just reading this email or whatever the case may be. But I'm right. I'm definitely I'm definitely a cash. Um I I'll pop off at the mouth for sure. That's definitely what I'm I'm trying to work on it, but I can't help it sometimes. Um, where I just pop off at the mouth. But um
0: Ultimately where we are going to go in the next weeks is yes. we are all going to be more emotionally uh, smart.
1: 100%. Yes. I we're, think we're it's going super. To, we're, we're going to increase we're our all emotional have more IQ. Sex. So, the golden nugget of this podcast is how to kind of create that bond or bring back that bond in some of the things that we do, like flirty texts, throughout the day, you guys. Croy, I grab his ass all day long, which he also does to me, but do something thoughtful, make his coffee, pack his lunch, leave a love note. There's a lot of things that you can do to um
0: let the other person know that you create have that them.
1: spark, that you know, yeah. excitement or whatever. Send him a picture of your titties or, <laughs> or whatever right. Um you know, that kind of thing. Make it kind of fun. There's always a way to kind of make um that connection. I do think the hustle and bustle of life, usually you know, both parents are often working. Um you know, the last thing you want to do when you get home is is sit there and, and you know, women, I know, especially have sex, you know, and do all those things. But, it's only, you know, sometimes it's a 10-minute deal and and you guys are both happy and, and you're so glad you did and you go to sleep. You sleep great and you wake up and you have a better day. Um, you know, I'm speaking to women in particular because there's definitely been nights where I'm just like, I'm so tired, you know. But it's on a man's mind all the time, I feel like, for sure.
0: Well, yes, yes, and no. You know, and and I. I think, mean, Cash I is think, looking I, I through
1: think, magazines of girls in bathing suits, and he's like, "KJ, KJ, look at this." Right. I'm like, "What are you doing?" But Nothing.
0: I, right. That's that's funny. But I, I also too, I think there are there's men that lack emotional IQs, and unfortunately, uh, if you're if you don't understand what the people around you are feeling emotionally, uh, and you just want your own needs satisfied. You're going to come across as a jerk. You're going to come across as, as, as needy and, and you're and, not getting and, any yeah, puss in the just, morning and, and you're going to cause friction. So
1: you have Three, to. You're be- pretty good about that. Where I'm like, babe, I'm really tired. There are a couple of times where right. he's like, <laughs> I'm like, go to f- and sleep, <laughs> you know, but most of the time he's like, the morning and I. Fine, you know, but no, I'm like, yeah, of course, babe. So uh, we've definitely gotten to more of a routine of that. Or, you know, I feel like afternoons used to be our best. And we've really kind of not had time. We've been so flipping busy. right? Um, But yeah, so I think you're really respectful of that without making me feel like, you know, annoyed. Right. You know
0: and and as long in and, and, and two this this all circles back around to and
1: also guys think about real quick not to interrupt you but 90 seconds for a man 14 minutes so you just can't hop on your wife or your girlfriend and think shit's gonna happen it's not gonna happen well
0: that's yeah so you have to as as a man and, and as a husband as a boyfriend whatever you have to understand what is that main connector What's that that language that your wife or girlfriend say, speaks? i going
1: to say like main vein. I was like we all know what's your penis, okay, bro?
0: No, what what it is that that they speak right. and you have to speak that language to them and that will in turn turn them on. That's the foreplay is speaking that language whether it's time, whether it's tasks right. or chores, whether it's gifts. You still have to fondle her. Oh, no, of course, you know, but but that's <laughs> going to get her charged and be receptive right. to the touch, right. to the interaction uh and and because if you just go right for the boobs, She's going to smack you or she's just going to be like, ah, you know, like just get away because it's, there's nothing there. It's just like, you know, it's, it's almost irritating. So you have to understand that, you know, everybody has, everybody has emotions. Everybody has things going on. Everybody has, you know, things going around and and it circles back around to knowing in, and as long as you are at a place where you know that your partner is putting, uh, your, interests first, you know, like that, that's, that's ultimately what makes, uh, I think we're going to read and we're going to find out, but from what I've done in the research that I've known and, and what I've seen work is, is if both partners put each other first, you both grow and work together and it, and it flourishes. And because you're, you know that your partner has you first. So when they say no, it's because they really are either going through something or they're tired or they're just, you know, because ultimately they would do it if they could, you know, because they put, they're putting your needs in front of their own, right. You know, like if that makes any sense, I hope I'm making right. sense, but, but you know that if your partner is, is in essence putting his himself above or putting you above themselves, then when they say no, it's, you, you got to take it for a no and, and you get it tomorrow or you get it in the morning or you, you never know. She may call you fucking home from work and say, Hey, hurry up, get home from lunch come home for lunch today and or something you know in in, instead of getting into a fight about it the night before you know like you just never know what's gonna come the following day so
1: always try to remain positive like i said you know always kind of try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to remain positive not hold that anger and that and that resentment inside because it literally eats you alive
0: right well and, and he said that in the very opening page of his book it said you know, you have to be aware of your spouse's or partner's needs, and you have to take care of those needs instead of holding on to anger and resentment. You have two choices. Like I said, when you're faced with a, with a problem or a situation or, or per se a wall or a uh, roadblock, you can approach it positively or you can approach it negatively. You can. That's it's really your only two options. You can either get angry about it or harbor resentment or, or, or hold a grudge against your partner or whatever or just say hey look man maybe something was bothering her she didn't mean it and then talk about it and maybe i what can i learn from it maybe i shouldn't you know f- and come home and turn the tv on the minute i get home maybe i should talk to her for 10 minutes for before i turn the tv on Her learn from why those actions right. and interactions are happening instead of just yeah she's just a bitch you know or something <laughs> like that you know like oh that's not you know it's she loved you when she married you. There's no reason why she shouldn't today. There's, there's a reason why she's angry. So figure out why and change it if you can or help her. Maybe she, maybe she's just stressed or overwhelmed or whatever. You, you have to, you're there to help ne- the needs of your partner. That's why you guys are together is, is a partnership. So
1: I think too, don't say things you don't mean, which I've definitely done in the past. Um, because I like to pop off at the mouth, but trying to say things that you don't, you know, you don't mean, I think that's always, you know, like so quick to kind of be like a loose cannon. Um, I'm definitely more of that person than, than Croy. Um, I guess it's the Italian in me or something. Cause I I see, I see, well, I see it in cash where he's like, like, (laughs) you know, like a (laughs) loose cannon. Um, So anyways, you guys, yeah, that's that. So get to having some sex um it does miracles for your body it it's increases important hormone yes. levels it's m- increases the connection it feels great or at least it should if it doesn't go see your doctor <laughs> um well i think some women too as they get older i'm still i'm 40 you know i've not hit menopause and i'm not quite close although croy's like yeah you know you are getting older i'm like shut the f- up but um you know if it's you're women parts you know everything's maybe not as moist down there when you're 50 or whatever you know go see a doctor there's so many ways that they can help you have a better sex life too and i think that people aren't educated on that either Uh, they just think they have to live in misery and that's not any fun for a woman you know to not have everything going on down there no but or for a man you know i think or for a man i think there's a lot of help in the world there's a lot of people that specialize in hormone replacement therapy and that sort of thing Um, if you are struggling in any of those areas, um, and share that information with your partner too. I know one of my girlfriends, um, is struggling with that as we speak and she's like, I don't even know what to say. And I'm like, well, just be like, the shit's dried up. Babe, like, oh, what do you want? You know, like, Croy's like, oh God. But you know, just communicate with your partner and kind of, you know, convey kind of what you're feeling and what what you're going through. Otherwise, they may just say like, she's not into me because she doesn't want to ever have sex with me. Right. You know, whereas it's more of like, whatever.
0: Right. So, did we get into uh, the first principle at all, or no? We just introduced the. the concept I was introducing
1: here. the book in the lab, yes. and um, and so I, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of principles. I felt like think positive, you know, right. um, but. What's We're gonna talk number about one? some What's research. Couples who attend my workshop have a relapse rate that's about half that from standard marital therapy. Why most marriage therapy fails, he doesn't believe in marriage mm-hmm. therapy. So mm-hmm. we will discuss marriage therapy and why he doesn't believe in that necessarily. Mm-hmm. He says even happily married couples can have screaming matches, loud arguments don't necessarily harm a marriage. We'll get into some dialogue. He gives you gives you examples, um, exploding more myths about marriage and common interests keep you together. You scratch my back and etc. Personality problems ruin our marriage. Affairs are the root cause of divorce. Avoiding conflict will ruin your marriage. Men are not biologically built for marriage. So we'll talk about some of these. Um, Little myths, per se. The determining factor in whether wives feel satisfied with sex, romance, and passion in their marriage is by 70% the quality of the couple's friendship. For men, the determining factor is 70% the quality of the couple's friendship. So men and women come from the same planet after all.
0: Wow. See? You always used to say, it's just physical. I said, no, no, honey. It's way more than that for me. You got to... You gotta, I didn't say
1: that it was just physical with me. I was saying
0: like men. No, no. For me, you're like, oh, men are, men are just physical. If they see a pair of boobs, they're ready to hump it or something.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> no. won't turn the fuck away. No, that's Like the not, last thing. I'm not, not looking true. for a man's penis in talking, his pants ever. Maybe
0: when you're 18 years old. Yeah. But when you're talking a, a mature man who who has a relationship and has built something with somebody and if you piss them off they' they're like, whatever, like show me the okay boobs, I've seen those enough I know, I want the connection, I want the the love, I want the tenderness, I want the caring, I want the friend i don't want I don't wanna f- my enemy no, that's uh-uh. good too
1: sometimes, so <laughs> can be great I'm just kidding uh um, well, I'm actually not, but anyway, um, no, I just definitely think that I mean you know you're definitely a rare breed. I definitely know. I mean, I'm not sitting around waiting for some guy, you know, even at 18 to walk by and like, look how big his penis is through his pants. Like we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Right, but
2: you, he was, like, he was
0: cuter. His hairstyle was
1: cute. Yeah. Or, like something like that. Like, oh, yeah. But far are, different than those, you're looking look
0: at, at a girl's ass arms. Arms. or her
1: boobs. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, like, I do like, arms. but look,
0: it's so easy for us because there's so many curves and it's like, God, what's underneath there. And like, Oh my God,
1: I definitely, it looks so
0: soft and just, Oh, Yes. Oh, God,
1: have mercy.
0: It's so tender and like, oh, my goodness. All right, well, we're going to sleep tonight.
1: Yeah. We're, I'll hit you in the morning. Yeah, okay. All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of House of Kim. We'll be talking about marriage um, and the principles for making a marriage work and all that good stuff. So, Keeping it positive, keeping all those little nuggets in there
0: as well, and, and we're going to keep keeping up hitting hitting you. Keeping that fire on, uh,
1: alive. Keeping your legs spread, ladies.
0: <laughs> Talk to you next week.
2: Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes weekly, exclusively on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review.
1: Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, the luxury package you got after a huge promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can not put a price tag on your stories now, with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just head over to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop right up. Then, you answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet so that you can plan ahead once you finish you'll get a true car cash offer set in minutes which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in so when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car check out true car today true car cash offer not available in all areas